Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in really stunning, beautiful, not too cold, slightly misty, moist, gorgeous, green. I mean, it was pouring rain, Seattle. It was unbelievable it this really last was. week. It was like a like pe- pe- People literally forgot everything and how to drive, <laughs> period. They like get in a car like, what do I do? There's so much water on the roads. But as of Tuesday, this is a fact. 98 report accidents. Really? 98 oh. of them in our Washington well, we pa- area. We passed one on our way here, too, <laughs> See? Actually. 99. <laughs> there you go. Well, a lot of rain. It was yeah. beautiful. It was fun to experience. We haven't had a lot of rain in a while, so it was really lovely. So, as everyone knows, one of the things I love to do on the show, besides answering you know, the beautiful questions of our callers, is to have people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought to come into the studio, which is rare that they get to co- that they come into the studio, or just, you know, on FaceTime or whatnot, Zoom. Love to interview people. And today I get to interview Raquel Cohen, who has traveled from She's California. Back. Yes. She's been on the show before. And she uh, she's actually flew in to help me with my Reiki workshop. So I'm back into live teaching. And so Raquel, because she's an energy worker, a healer, an intuitive, a coach, an author of almost three books. I mean, your third book is released in April, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my gosh. That's so exciting. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. And so I asked Raquel, I go, could you come out? She goes, I was thinking of coming to your Reiki workshop. I go, well, actually, could you just come out and help me? <laughs> so, so she's coming out to help me uh, while people are laying hands on each other in the class, which is a really powerful experience. I mean, to be attuned to anything is really phenomenal and highly spiritual. But then you have to practice it. And so to have... A few skilled people, uh, Raquel and I, helping um, individuals who are maybe doing something for the first time or enhancing their craft of energy healing. So welcome back to the show. Welcome back to, well, when was the last time you were in the in the Seattle area? When I was 13. Wow. <laughs> so like 30 years ago. Yeah. So welcome back to the Seattle area. And you have been talking about the trees, you know, because you came over to the house this morning yeah. and we drove together, which was lovely. And uh, the trees are different here, huh? Oh, my gosh. They're louder. They're louder. I think you're absolutely right. I was in Ireland this summer, which I loved. I could live in Ireland. I really could. I bet you could, too. I haven't been yet, but I can't wait to go. Oh, my gosh. And and you have the coloring for the Irish. People ask me all the time. (laughs) If you're Irish, are you? No. (laughs) Not even a little. Yeah. Well, you have the coloring for it. Honorary Irish. Yeah. Honorary (laughs) Irish. Exactly. And uh, it's just... So pristine. They don't use herbicides on their lawns, even in the hotels. No. They don't care about weeds. They just keep it short. And uh, and I I guess their greatest uh, industry is actually animals, you know. Mm. Um, so they're all grass-fed, though. So you see them, like, just playing around in cemeteries, eating grass. They all look happy. It's, it's different than the animals here. I was shocked. But they're also up closer. They're kind of part of the community. It's it's really fascinating. Yeah, they're but lucky. They are lucky. You're right. They're very lucky. But I love what you said about our trees are louder, huh? Yeah. Yeah. When I was standing outside your house, like, I could just hear all of them. 
And they come into my head like a whisper, mm-hmm. but they were like almost making a song. I heard them all together, kind of like I'm looking out the window right here, and I can see the, the line of the trees, and they, I hear them all going, listen, 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 wow. listen. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true, because even when I have been to New York, which has so many trees around the major city there, I don't hear them like I do here in, in Seattle, even though it's way more dense you yeah. know, in New York. In California, I have to actually really make the intention often with the tree to go and hear it and like touch it sometimes or like feel my roots connect with it. But here they're just coming in like really loud. Wow. <laughs> well, you love plants. You I have do. degrees in biology. Tell me what you they know, are. It's funny. I don't actually have any like degree oh. education in, in botany in particular. Mm-hmm. My degrees are in ecology and marine biodiversity okay, and conservation. <laughs> But the plants came to me yeah. really from an emotional, mm-hmm. mental, emotional place. And the plants have been the main teachers for me in my spiritual awakening, right. in my... In your growth of consciousness. Yeah, self-development. Yeah. They are my guides. So much so that you have two books, Infinite Succulent, which is so... Be- you've sent me succulents, actually, in the mail, in crystals, beautiful. Um, thank you so much. I put most of them in my gardens, you know, because... I'm not very good at tending to them in a crystal. So as soon as they look a little sad, I just put them in the ground, you know, because I'm maybe not as uh, attentive as I need to be. And then your latest book, Everyday Plant Magic. Wow. You know, change your life through the magical energy of nature. And, and I, I, they're both extremely beautiful. I mean, gorgeous. The Infinite Succulent book is full of pictures of all the plants. It's just absolutely stunning. And of course, there's illustrations and artwork in the second book, but it's really about energy yeah. and magic. Yeah. You know, you, you take astrology, um, energy medicine, plant magic, nature, uh, kind of like the witchcraft, if you will, yeah. and you blend it all together and help us understand ourselves and help us to heal and rebalance you have beautiful recipes in here I mean it's like a cookbook to me yeah about how to balance yourself and to be in high frequency energy and to recover or repair you can use all these different methods so this morning um you wanted to talk about the full moon in Aries yeah okay is that tomorrow or when is the full moon it's it's actually tonight into tomorrow yeah Yeah, it's like 2 57 a.m pacific time so wow yeah and it's the last super full moon of the year so those are just when they appear closer so they appear really big and right before we have eclipse energy too yes i mean that's coming up and yes. eclipses are powerful, and we're in like a powerful moment right now where mm-hmm. everything feels like it's shaking up, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I'm very curious about this full yeah. moon. So, so what are your thoughts on so it? So I every for every new moon and every full moon, I connect intuitively with the energy of the moon and just share like what are the messages that want to come through. And the message I got intuitively for this Aries full moon is let yourself free. Ooh. And what I got from that was the sense of like, there is an expression that wants to come from each of us, whether it's through our words, through our art, through our movement, through our cooking, whatever it is. There's this expression that is unique to us that wants to come through us. And we feel that bubbling to the surface with this Aries full moon. And full moons are always about illumination and then letting go, release. When we're talking about gardening with the moon, it's great to harvest with a full moon because the fruits and the vegetables will have like a peak. Ah. 
of energy within them at that time. Mm. And full moons want you to kind of take at that moment, let go, release, harvest. Do you think like the grocery stores are going to have better vegetables and fruits in the next few weeks? I would say more farmer's markets. Ah. Because with the grocery stores, you don't know how long it took. Or where it came right, from, necessarily. to get that produce to where ah. you're at. So, so farmer's markets, yes. If you're In California, the farmer, mar- farmer markets are open year-round, yeah. right? Here they're not. We yeah. have some that are. I think the Ballard Market's open. There's a couple. Right? Yeah. But we're they're o- able to, yeah. So they're, we're open through September. So this would be the week That's to go. That's good enough for this yeah. area, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be heading to the Farmer's Market tomorrow. Yeah. There's one local in my neighborhood, and I'll just go there and yeah. get the harvest. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So with this Aries full moon in particular, so Air- you're probably very familiar with Aries because you are an Aries. I am. Yeah. So Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. It's a cardinal energy, which means it's an energy that likes to get things going. It's an instigator. And Aries is a fire sign, so very passionate, very motivated. And Aries is really about me. Yep. Aries (laughs) is about focusing on self and self-expression and self-actualization. And the concept that, like, self – I think the word self-centered is wrongly – defined because I think to be centered in self is a really good thing it's a really good you know I'm an early Aries I'm like at nine degrees Mm -hmm. and I'm still finding my voice I'm still speaking it for I want what I want I'm still trying to be a boss even in my own work environment so I always give myself all the permission I can you know to actually be as selfish as I possibly can even though I I agree with you it's not selfish it's my self-interest and what's in my best interest so yeah yeah, yeah. and with this to embrace with the aries full moon we also have the sun in libra and mm, this is opposites. where i feel like your energy is so reflective of this particular full moon because aries is reminding us that selfishness is important when it comes to connecting with your desires self-development centering yourself in your own story this is your life you got to live for yourself right mm-hmm. but then libra comes in with the whole like equity fairness, justice, community. Mm-hmm. And so there's this beautiful reminder from this moon that the sweet spot for us when it comes to true relationship and connection is that selfishness and centering of self for your own growth, but also remembering that right. it's the same for other people. Right. They are their their energy, their value. It's like my cats. Yeah. You know, like this morning uh, I'm sleeping in the spare room right now because I just love this room. And the bed is really close to the window. So I'm having the window wide open. I just feel so lucky that I can kind of sleep in whatever room I want to. And it is my favorite room in the entire house. But it just doesn't have an ensuite. Oh, to have that luck. Yeah. <laughs> sleep whatever room I want to sleep in. Yeah. yeah. Sorry you're not having that right <laughs> nope, now. Nope, don't yeah. have that opportunity. Can't wait for the kids to <laughs> someday, leave, right? Someday, yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> so my cats like this room, too. And so usually only Finn sleeps on the bed. And, and I'm usually in a bigger bed. I'm in a smaller bed in the guest room. So we've got Charles, you know. But now Huckleberry's gotten in the bed, too. And they... But they just do whatever they want. Oh yeah, the cats. Like, so they're on my face. Oh, yeah. They're on my head. They don't care. Um, yeah. So they they enjoy the Aries full moon their entire lifetime. Because they're cats, cats too. too. <laughs> yes, isn't it? Dogs have masters. Cats have staff. Yeah, <laughs> slaves. So We're their slaves. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. We'll leave yeah, that yeah. one there. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. just it's. So much of what the moon and nature wants to teach us is balance, mm-hmm. right? And we just had autumn equinox last week, which is amazing. all about balance. Equinoxes are all about recognizing the balance between light and dark, that those are pairs of each other. There's not one better than the other. The whole yin-yang yin is the equinox energy. 
So with Libra and Aries, we're being reminded that like, yes, take care of yourself, know yourself, own yourself, but also bring it back to the community. Also remember that other people are going to center themselves too. And that's important. Right. Like, right? like my cats get to sleep on my head and, you know, like yeah. they have their own routine, their own likes and their own dislikes. And we need to honor everyone while we're honoring ourselves too. Totally. Right? And there's a lot also with this particular lunation because you mentioned it earlier, Marie, but we're moving into eclipse season. Yes. Oh my gosh. And these are going to be intense eclipses. Yeah. I've been feeling them all year. The eclipses are now in different lunar nodes than mm. they have been before. I think we have mm. one more eclipse in the Taurus we do. area, but we're moving into that Libra um, Aries axis when it comes to eclipses for the next 18 months. Wow. So the patterns or the themes that arise with this particular Aries full moon, pay attention to them because they will probably come back around again in the next year and a half as we're going through these eclipses. Right. So pay attention to the themes in your life at that time, what's going on in your life at that time, because it's going to repeat. Yeah. And with full moons, what often happens because the moon is our emotions, the moon is our emotional self. So full moons will often bring up certain emotions that might feel negative, quote, air quotes, negative, um, but they're just emotions that want to come up to the surface to be addressed and then released. So that's just part of that. That emotionality we feel around the full moon is part of the release process Mm -hmm. because we can't let go of that which we're not feeling. Mm -hmm. So take note with this particular full moon of the things that are coming up that want to be released because it's very possible that you'll be releasing aspects of that for the next year and a half. Right. Especially with the eclipses just yep. around the corner. I think the first eclipse is October 14th. Yep. The next new moon. Yes. And I think it must be in Libra. I'm not yes. sure. Is it? Okay. It's be in and then the second one's in Taurus. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, then we're done with the Taurus Scorpio and we're just in Aries Libra. Which I think will be really exciting because Uranus is in Taurus right now, which is kind of a cray cray. You know, I, I love Uranus. I have a lot of Uranian energy in, in my chart. So I, I love surprises and uniqueness. But it's also a lot to your system, oh, yeah. you know, to have Uranian energy, you know, in, in the eclipse cycle. And so it's really lovely that we're going to be ending that for a while. <laughs> Uranus reminds me of Scorpio a little bit. It's like, I'm here for the drama. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I'm here for it. Yeah, it and likes I, it. I do think Uranus is pretty activated with this with this moon in particular. I I'm I focus more on the energy of the moon, but one of my friends who's an astrologer will like add some to my moon blog. She'll talk about like what's happening transit wise. So if you want more information about this particular full moon, head to my website, infinitesucculent.com. Follow the top where it says moon and it'll take you right to the moon blog. Wonderful. Yeah. So although I'm loving this conversation about the full moon, I want to talk a little bit more about you. Yeah. So you you're now coaching people as well. So you're a healer, an intuitive, a plant scientist in my mind also intuitive you know it was the plants that awakened you yes because you were as I recall you were so afraid the world was going to come to an end you know I was afraid more that not so much that the world is going to come to an end but that the world that the humanity is going to come to an end in a world that feels drastically different to the one that I know and love now right and the plants actually educated you in a different way yeah the plants have been really the greatest teachers of energy for me and the biggest message they have for me that I continue to use to this day is remember to open remember to open to receive the energy that is always flowing to us from earth and from the cosmos at large it's always coming to us it's love it's love and it's flowing always and they also let you know that it's not really coming to an end and if it did it's not that big of a deal that everything's a soul and 
you know, if for some reason Earth decides not to be here or humanity leaves, which the Earth got rid of everybody on it numerous times. Right. <laughs> yeah. And there wasn't global warming at the time. There wasn't human beings even in existence. So the Earth is actually so powerful. Her soul energy is quite creative and unique. And she's creating her own path all the time, just like we are. Yeah. And I think that and this speaks a lot to the next book, my next book, which mm. I'm currently editing. It's coming out in April. And this book is called Self-Care for Eco-Anxiety. Mm. And for those who maybe aren't familiar with the term eco-anxiety, it is kind of a new term. But it, it refers to the feelings of fear, dread, sorrow, grief, anger that many people feel related to the environment and climate change and how we feel like our leaders aren't really leading right. on this topic. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> they're not. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what's interesting about this book is I didn't want this to be a book that was going to be more about shaming and blaming and mm -hmm. fear, mm -hmm. creating more fear, because that's already out there. This is a book about how you feel. This is a book about self-care. This is a book about coming back to a place of connection and love and appreciation for Earth, because I truly believe that is the energy we need yes. to take into the future. I couldn't agree more. Just like what we were talking on our way over about the media is so negative. Yeah. And all, the, it's, all this energy is just spewing out into the world you know, all day long, you know, 300 times more than it actually occurs, it, it is reported. And it's not good for our soul, our energy. We're manifesting creatures. And if we keep focusing on the negativity that the way we perceive it in the world today, we're just creating more negativity. Exactly. Exactly. And in my own studies, I dealt with a lot of eco-anxiety as I was learning about the oceans and conservation and just the planet at large, because there was this tactic that was used that was very like doom and gloom. Mm. That's the words they would use. It's like, let everyone know how bad it is. And that fear will be the motivator. Yeah, I don't think the fear has been very motivating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think fear motivates anyone. No. Really. It, it shrinks you. It, it scares you. You know, you, you can't move. Yeah. Right? It's paralyzing. It's paralyzing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now we have a lot of people who are out there in the field working for Earth, whether it's in the sciences or through activism. And they get burnt out and mm -hmm. they get sad and they get depressed and then it can lead to a place of giving up. And that's not going to get us anywhere. That's a really good point about that surrendering into the the miserable energy of it. And yeah. That's not good for the individual. It's not good for their body. And then they can't be productive, happy, fulfilled creatures on this beautiful planet. Yeah. And one of the things I've learned from you, Marie, has so much to do with like the energy that we put into things really matters. It really matters. Right. I always tell my kids, whatever neighborhood I live in, the people are actually lucky <laughs> because I'm always sending out positive energy. I'm always excited. I, I go on walks in my neighborhood. I'm sending lovely bright light to all the trees, the houses, just naturally. Yeah. You know, it's just a natural part of, of who we are if we allow ourselves to be in our authentic magnificence, right? hundred percent. And I think what you're speaking to is our ripple. Yeah. Right. The ripple that we give out. And I think we can really feel our ripple when we're feeling in that expanded space. Mm -hmm. But when we're feeling constricted, we can't feel it and we're not really rippling in the same way. So self-care for eco-anxiety is really about coming back to your centered place of trust, of faith, of connection. And so the book shares self-care practices that are rooted in nature. And the first 18 practices, there are 52 practices total. So it's like one for every week of the year. Wow. The first 18 are all about connecting with nature. Walks forest bathing, meditations, finding a mother tree, which, mm. oh my gosh, I could talk for hours about mother trees, but <laughs> um, 
And then the next 18 practices are all about creating with nature because that was huge for me to work my way out of anxiety was coming to a place of creativity, especially mm. creating with nature. That's what my first book, Infinite Succulents, is all it's about. Beautiful. Your second book is also extremely yeah. creative. It has tons of ceremonies well, and practices. I'm, I'm a really creative person, and yeah. I had forgotten that. Yeah, it's beautiful. And that's part of why I had gotten into such a place of anxiety and depression and insomnia before the succulents came into my life oh, was because gorgeous. I had completely stifled my creativity after like the biggest act of creation with two kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> but creating like for myself uh-huh. had completely been stifled. And so that's what the plants came to do. Okay, so this term, the mother tree, yeah. you know, I really, because there's a tree, it's a willow tree. It's been around for a very long time in a park. It's It's dying. They keep cutting it back, you mm-hmm. know? And and every time I walk, I mean, I love it. I'm so happy they've preserved and letting it die slowly, you know, let it be whatever it can be. So maybe that's a mother tree for me. I don't know. But could you describe that a little bit more? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So there's like the scientific concept of a mother tree and then what you just Mm. described, which is like our connection to trees, which is more the energetic mother tree. So there's this great book by a forest ecologist from Canada named Susan Samard called Finding the Mother Tree. I'm on it right now. I just just landed on it. (laughs) I'm right there. Um, And so she was working actually in forest ecology with the people who were cutting down trees for, you know, forestry services. And she loves the forest and was noticing that the way that they're clear cutting and using herbicides to get rid of all what they considered like competitives didn't seem to be creating more tree growth. So she ended up studying the mycelium network, which is the mycorrhizal, the, the interconnected fungi and microbes Mm. that live within the roots. And she was the one who discovered that trees and plants actually communicate with each other through the root system and they actually share resources. They do. It's like a freeway for them. Yeah. And before her research came out, there was still that belief that out in the forest, it's more about competition. And now we know it's not. It's collaboration. Oh, definitely. Yeah. They are a network. It's it's kind of like how animals communicate and connect with each other and help each other out. Well, it reminds me of energy. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I just got chills on my body. (laughs) I mean, when we're intuitively reading, we're connecting into these roots and these like branches of energy that are all around. The mycorrhizal network is that. It's just physical. It's like fascia. Yes. A hundred percent. It's like fascia. Beautiful. Yes. Really beautiful. So the mother tree scientifically are the older growth trees. They tend to be at least like a century old and they are feeding a lot of the younger Mm. trees. They can actually tell which of the trees or saplings are their own progeny and they can choose to send even more carbon, nutrients, water to their own trees. But they're also sending it to other trees, too. Wow. But they're helping feed the forest community. They're like wow. the matriarchs of the forest. Wow. I love it. Fascinating. I'm, it I'm reading it while you guys yes. are doing This is intense. This is it's so It's really good. beautiful. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, Benny's from Alaska, so he's been yes. around nature. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love, I forget what it's called, but there's like this weird moss that hangs. Lichen. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's like oxygen, practically. Yeah. All over Alaska. You know, yes. that's why the air is so incredibly fresh there and beautiful right where I parked in front of your house there was a tree I parked next to you and I was like look at all the moss growing on it I love it (laughs) so you probably got a little intuitive hit that I had seen that this morning apparently apparently but energetically when it comes to the mother tree it's just what you described Marie it's the trees that like catch our interest I think everyone I talk to has like a favorite tree right like the one in your neighborhood or the one that's that you can see outside the window in your office or the one that's on your commute it's the tree that just speaks to your heart. Yeah. That is your mother tree. 
Wow. That's just beautiful. So we're having a blast here. We're talking to Raquel Cohen. She is an author of almost three books. I mean, you finish it. You just have to go through the editing yep. process. And the first book is Infinite Succulent. Second book is Everyday Plant Magic, which is beautiful. And you coach people in intuition and magic and awareness and energy. So do you want to share anything about one of your your coaching gigs before we go off to our break? Yeah. So right now um, I do one-on-one coaching, and I really specialize on helping people cultivate their intuitive gifts. Um, I feel like I'm kind of an activator in that way. Um, And I think also I learned so much from you, Marie. And I think as someone who has always been an intuitive but not really known how to use it to go through the process of really learning it and reclaiming it has allowed me to create a whole curriculum. Beautiful. To help people Love kind it. of go through the same thing. So I do one-on-one with that. I also do group coaching around cultivating intuition because I do think that it's really powerful to work in groups on this and Agreed. read other people. Reading strangers is the best way to cultivate your gifts. Right. It's like people don't even know how intuitive they are yep. until they actually practice reading a stranger and they're always shocked you know like they said it was true and they don't believe it like they don't believe that they read that person accurately and that person validated them I, I, I'm always shocked that people don't believe how intuitive they are. But that's what's so great about it because when you allow yourself to actually practice and try it out, it builds your trust muscle so greatly and it, you expand so much every time you get that confirmation that you were right on. Ah, I, I couldn't agree more. So beautiful. Yeah. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're going to come back and we're going to answer questions for callers mm-hmm. and we'll be right back. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here with Raquel Cohen author and nature scientist who's helping us to embrace our intuition and our awareness, who's also helping me this weekend with Reiki. Um, I haven't taught Reiki since before the pandemic, so I'm I'm thrilled that we're going to have 40 souls who are going to be attuned to all the levels and have incredible experiences. If it's something you want to experience, you can go to the website, energyintuitive.com. I will have another class in the spring, um, another uh, Reiki workshop. So we're taking calls. We are. And we'll take uh, Carly calling in from Austin. Hi, Carly. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Hi, Carly. What can we do for you? Hi, Marie. Um, So I was with you in Greece this year. Um, I'm actually the one who had the baby and then... Oh, I remember you. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for... uh, telling me who you are, you know, because I don't remember people's names, right? So thank you so much. How's the baby? She's doing great. She's an Aries, so she's a force, and uh, <laughs> it's been a joy. So Good. Good. What can we do for you? Awesome. So um, it's actually perfect that Raquel is here as well because um, I'm calling to ask about my multisensory abilities. So I've been using a lot of what-if questions and practicing in groups, as Raquel suggested, um, but I'd really just like to be massively multisensory, and um, I was hoping you could maybe give me some insights on how to take things to the next level. Do you want to offer something, Raquel? Well, the first thing I'm being drawn to is your solar plexus chakra, and I'm feeling a little bit of impatience. Does that resonate? Yes. Yeah. So I think that's what the block is, honestly, is um, that sense of like it has to be all here now. And I think what yeah. happens with that is that it dilutes what you're already receiving. Mm. I, I do think that's so true in just manifesting in general. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you want that thing and you want it now and we're not really enjoying what we have created so far, right? Yeah. 
I'm feeling a ton of energy in your third eye in particular right now. And I'm just trying to ask that energy where it's naturally flowing to. And I'm feeling it going down to your root through the back. Are you highly visual with your with your gifts? So I tend to experience it more auditorily, but I am I would like to be um, continue to grow that part, the visual part. So, what are some things that you are currently doing visually that makes you happy? Like, do you like to decorate? Do you like to do any art? Have you tried vision boards? Yeah, so every day, pretty much, I take my daughter to walk around Lady Bird Lake, and I look at the, the sun sparkling off the water, and that's kind of my main visual thing that I call up when I'm trying to raise my vibration. Okay, I love that. Here's another thing you can do to work on your clairvoyance that I think, especially when you talked about the sun sparkling on the lake, as you do that, take a look at the plants around mm. the lake mm. and kind of soften your eyes and look kind of at the edges of the plants and what you're looking for is the plant's aura great idea and it'll look kind of like a sparkle or it sometimes looks like a little bit of a almost like a cloud mm-hmm. around the plants mm-hmm. and just kind of let yourself start doing that and you're going to start seeing more and more of it and it's gonna be very exciting i think that's perfect um goal and activity to do because I think overall, it's just because you're so smart. I mean, I know you're a free angel and you're different than many other people and you like to be different, but you also use your brain like everybody else. Yeah. You, you know, and you have a smart brain and intuition and the logical mind are vastly different. And you, we can't allow our logical mind to prove to us what is intuitive and what isn't because the logical mind doesn't understand intuition. So you have to really learn to ignore your mind. And I think looking at the edges of the plants, like you said, Raquel will get you in that vibration in that place where you're going to allow your brain to become quiet. Yeah. Another practice that I work with, I do myself all the time that I learn from Marie and that I work my clients through is an activation of the third eye and then dropping that energy into the body. And for you, I think actually dropping it to your tailbone, because that's where I felt that energy wanting Mm -hmm. to go. So to do this practice, you actually breathe into the third eye. And I, I like this because Ooh. for those of us who have powerful minds, it can be really hard for us to be like, get out of the head, get out of the head. Now all you're thinking about is I'm in my head, right? <laughs> so you actually like close your eyes and breathe all that energy up into the third eye until you feel the pressure of the energy in there and you let the third eye expand. So you very consciously use the mind, bring all the energy up there, take a nice deep inhale with all the energy in there. And then with your exhale, visualize, feel, even hear it, since you said you're a very clairaudient, maybe even hear that energy drop from the head down to your tailbone. Great idea. Do that for three breaths. Great idea. And it's going to be really powerful for your intuitive connection. Thank you so much for calling in. Give your baby girl lots of kisses for us. And um, I'm, I'm excited to hear how things continue to progress for you. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks, Carly. Uh, joining us from Austin area. And we'll take now Dee calling in from the Bellevue area local. So, hi, Dee. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. I love this whole show. Um, I've been really hoping to get a mediumship reading, Marie. Okay, great. Are you looking for a female? You can say no if you're not looking for a female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah, are? I am. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Because yes, there's a woman yes. near you. Is it your mother that you're looking for? Yes. Okay, good. So luckily she read the memo, you know, like she, people on the other side, 
they know when we're, we are going to be connected to a medium and they do everything they can to help that medium to cl click in. And every medium, that means every human being, because everyone is capable of having a medium connection with anyone, actually, but certainly their loved ones, has what I call a reader board right next to them. So it looks like a sandwich board in my mind, but the other side of my guides have said, no, it's a hologram. You know, of course it's a hologram because <laughs> it's, it's pure energy. And it, it, they write on there, or the reader board says, all the ways that the medium works so that people on the other side don't have to waste time. Like, I don't remember people's human names. I'm not really interested in human names. So they don't waste time trying to get me to read a name and understand it and translate it to their family members. But they know I'm very visual. And they know I like to feel family connections, whether it's friends or relatives. So your mother right away showed me her and... Um, showed me that she's your mom. She said that you miss her a lot. Is that true? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. I'm, yeah. I, I'm so, how long has she been gone? Um, about a, a couple more months than a year. So like a year and two months. So not very long, right? Like that's a no. fresh passing. And is this your last parent to be on the planet? Yes. Yeah, that's a hard one for people. You know, it's like one leaves, of course, that's hard, but you, well, I've still got this other one, right? <laughs> and so now both of them have crossed over to the other side. Yeah, she says you miss her a lot, and sh she wants you to know that she hangs out with you often. She loves to buddy-buddy with you. She feels like you guys are friends. Um, yeah. Isn't that nice when you become friends with your relatives? I mean, yeah. it, that's really. Yeah. So she says, honey, if you could stop focusing on my loss, because she goes, I'm having fun over here. She goes, it's a kick in the pants. I wasn't having so much fun on earth before I passed, you know, for whatever was happening to her body. And, and she goes, so I'm having so much fun. So could you be less sad and actually more playful with me? Oh. How do you feel about that? Um, that would be a little different. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we want people to embrace their intuition and really enhance their mediumship qualities because the other side is not upset about leaving their body. They're excited. They're happy. They're thrilled. They're home. You know, I, I think Earth yeah. is a, I love Earth, but the relationship yeah. we have with the cosmos is even more profound and deeply rooted into our fascia or that beautiful, what was that word that you mycelium called? Mycelium network. The mycelium network of the trees. Um, so she loves you to pieces. Do you have a birthday coming up or did you just have one? Um, my birthday is in March. So yeah, mm. actually, I my birthday is really close to yours, Marie. It's just two right. Oh, okay. So you're in Aries. So typically I only see birthday cakes for like if the birthday's in the next six weeks or it was... Uh, six weeks prior to the conversation. And I am seeing a birthday cake, but March is a little bit far away. But maybe she's bringing it up because of the full moon. Is there anyone else that's having a birthday right now or about to? Not, huh. No, not right now. Her birthday was um, this month, earlier this okay, month. Okay, so, so that's what that's it is. Why. She's just yeah. validating again that it's hers. And the birthday cake is yeah. hysterical. It's three layers. It's pink, purple, and green. So each layer is a different color. It's covered in candles. One of the layers actually spins in around in a dance. It sings. So she's just trying to tell you how I'm happy birthday she party. is. I know. Sounds like a blast. She's trying to tell you how happy she is, that she is deeply joyful. And, and could you perhaps kind of join that energy with her? Because you will experience her more readily if you can match her vibration a little bit more. 
Okay, I'll try. Um, I felt like maybe she has a message for one of my brothers. I don't know why. Mm. I'm just feeling like maybe she does. I I strongly feel the message was for you, honestly. Okay. I mean, it doesn't mean she doesn't have one. Do you have a feeling about it, Raquel? Well, I'm just wondering, do you or one of your brothers having issues in the stomach area, like digestion-wise? Um, he has a hernia, the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, because I've been feeling um, a lot of activation there, and she keeps showing me her hands rubbing aww. the belly. Aww. Rubbing the belly. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Um. And I was going to ask you if she was very tactile because everything I'm seeing from her, at first she was touching your cheeks and she was rubbing your cheeks and then her hands came down to the belly. And it reminds me of like when we were, when our kids are young and they have a belly ache and we're like rubbing it. That's what I see her doing. Oh. So maybe that's the message yeah. for your brother. And can Aww. can he get okay. it, re- can he get it repaired? I mean, you know. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he's, he, he's thinking about it. Okay. Um, he's busy. He's kind of occupied I with something know. very time critical. Yeah, it really does. And when hernias start, they can get bigger. And then and then we're talking mm-hmm. about a bigger procedure and mm-hmm. more Gore-Tex, you know, because they actually use some sort of mesh. Because when mm-hmm. or- organs and start to, because that's what a hernia is, right? It's a, a rupture of the um, tissue in the abdominal cavity, mm-hmm. typically. And then things start mm-hmm. to fall through, and it's painful. And then you can't be active. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. needs to get this repaired. Okay. And she's sending okay. support for that, for sure. Yeah, it'll be easy. Okay. They do it out, outpatient to a microscopic surgery, typically. It's not big incisions anymore. My husband, it's kind of a funny okay. story. My husband had appendicitis, and they ended up fixing his hernia while they took out his <laughs> appendix because they had to go through there. So he got a two-for-one. <laughs> <laughs> I think even Raquel... Talking about this is just more validation that this would be in the best interest of your brother, you know. And when you get busy and you start using those abdominal muscles more, you're breaking more of that tissue. And we don't want, I I keep seeing that, and I've looked at a lot of hernias. I don't necessarily see it spilling out. So Uh I'm seeing it now. So it's like, he needs to take care of this. Okay. 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 Yeah, thank you. Thank You're you welcome. so much. I appreciate both of you. Yeah, good job, Raquel. Thank you. And have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. All righty. All right. Shall we jump to, jump to another one? Yeah, You're let's good with keep that? going. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Emma from Virginia. Hi, Emma. Welcome to the show. Hi, Marie. Hi. What can we do for you? Um, so I've been having some interesting symptoms, and um, it, it happened, it used to happen a lot, and it's been, it's come up again lately, but it's like a numbness in my hands mm. and also like, um, in both hands, this time it, both hands. And it's, yeah. it's hard to describe. It's like when I'm, if I put my hands in my purse or my bag to get something out, I can't feel anything. And it's kind of upsetting when I, it is kind upsetting. of happens. And I was just wondering if you have any insight on what's going on there and if there's anything I'm not going to yeah, there is. I'm not going to tell you what the medical term is because I don't want you to look it up and scare yourself. <laughs> I don't. Um, this is all related to your heart chakra. So you have contraction, significant contraction in this beautiful vortex. So you've probably had it since childhood. There's probably some unaware traumas because you have a very even keel voice. I think you like to be like everything's fine. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. <laughs> So what's happened is your heart chakra has contracted so significantly that it's affecting the nerves in your body and it's affecting your hands. It can affect all the arms. It can actually go up to the axillary area. It can go to the front part of the chest, the back part of the chest. And so I think you need to do some trauma work 
So that means, in my opinion, it can mean different things to different people. And I know you don't think you have trauma, but you do. Well, and, no, oh. I, I know I do. Oh, you I do? Okay, I good. Do. Congratulations. I'm meeting with a therapist for the first time. <gasps> okay, good, good. And we want a therapist who loves energy, who's not going to just always focus on the past, who's going to help you raise your frequency. Working on this is going to help you because you're an empath, and yet your heart chakra is a quarter of the size that it's supposed to be. So it's contracted. It's like, imagine all your muscles, your thoracic muscles are pushing on the vortex and making it smaller, which is then cutting off the energy to your nervous system. And that's why you're having this discomfort. So that's good. You're in therapy. <laughs> I would I would start putting your hand on your chest and start nurturing yourself like, honey, everything's okay. I love you. Talk to different age groups of yourself, like from infancy, toddler, uh, five years of age, 10 years of age, I would start having little conversations with yourself. I had this weird thing. My house is really weird and I have so much Uranian energy right now. So many weird things have happened in my house. It's been a little exhausting and interesting. And I had all this work done and my fire alarm kept going off because I had had the ducks clean, even though the furnace company told me I didn't need to. I had them cleaned uh, a couple days ago. So every time the fire alarm went off, because mine is really loud, it goes, fire Fire, fire. I mean, for the Aries full moon. Ah! <laughs> right. Okay, you are so smart. And so I've called the fire department twice because I can actually see a little bit of smoke from they're trying to burn all the dust from the, the construction work in the house. And I had to put my hand on my chest and just calm down all the parts of me that got scared. I had to like mm. pretend like I was nurturing my infant self and my toddler self and my five-year-old and my seven-year-old and just have a little, because my whole nervous system was being activated. Um, yeah. And it's not completely done yet. Who knows how it's going to be done. So you need to start doing this. You need to start connecting with these younger parts of you and start loving them and cherishing them and giving them the nurturing that they didn't get when you were young and in previous lifetimes, because we're always working on historical information that most people don't remember. Does that make sense? Totally. It really does. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure. Let's I'm, see what Raquel um, has to can say. Can I ask too. you, do you like massage? I love it. Okay. Yeah. I was, before you even mentioned what was going on with your hands, I was taken to the back of your heart chakra and it felt real tight back there. Um, uh -huh. So I think that actually allowing yourself, because listen, as we, as we do some of this shadow work you know, or, you know, inner child work, it can feel heavy. Mm -hmm. So we want to make mm -hmm. sure we pair that with pleasure, with joy, with receptivity. So Marie has taught me that the back of the heart chakra is the greatest area of energetic receptivity in the whole body. True. And you need some love back there. So getting yourself some regular massages is going to be really helpful as you do this like inner work. And one of the things Marie has taught me that I absolutely adore is to imagine things you love flowing into the back of like your heart space. Hummingbirds. Mm -hmm. What do you use? Um, dolphins. Dolphins. Wow. I also use sometimes food I really like. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. Oh my gosh. Sometimes really it's dollar it. bills or ah. hundred dollar bills. Ooh, ah, some bennies. Yeah, yeah bennies. some bennies. Okay. I like it. I like it. I so like it depends it. on what I need, but usually the first and First thing will always be dolphins because they're my my spirit animal. And I, I love what you just said. And that's why I want people to have therapists who don't keep you in that shadow side, um, Raquel's word, in that low vibration. Because all of this is also joyful and beautiful and interesting. And our souls are healing from multiple past lives of trauma and issues. And so we have to always raise our vibration. And not all therapists know how to do that or coaches or people of that nature. That's why it's critical and important 
that you also integrate that in there because that heals you heal faster if you can get your energy elevated while you've also healed something or you're nurturing an infant in your mind and your spirit and your soul and you get your energy elevated at the you know sometime within that integration it just moves so much faster yeah i just got the sense of what's happening when you do that is you're creating a harmony Within Ooh, yourself. I love that. Yeah. yeah that's like, beautiful. As you kind of go downward, you also allow yourself to go upward and it combines and creates this beautiful harmony. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Lovely. Well, I just want to, I want to just validate all of that because I've been going back and forth all week, like thinking about the financial investment that a therapist is going to be. And I also made massage bookings and I was oh, like, good. oh, can I cancel Great. those? So I good job. No, don't cancel them. Keep now, the massage. But now I'm not going to. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so you, do both. you Good. already knew. This is what I love. You know, is people actually already know. And as we start to become more aware, we, we start listening to our aura. We start listening to our own chakra system, which is communicating to us all the time. It's always telling us what we need, what's in our best interest, how to heal our body. Like I'm sure the woman before her brother her brother's stomach was yelling at him long before the hernia to maybe don't lift weights anymore or whatever needed to be done to build the muscle there and not stretch it out, right? Or build your leg muscles or your arm muscles versus abdominal muscles for some people. So it's always communicating. So good job. Great job. Have Thank a, you. Thank you guys so much. You're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah, thanks, Emma, for joining the show from Virginia. And we will take... Oh, oh yeah, I, go ahead. I should just sure. say, yeah. because I have it right here, Jen mm-hmm. printed it out for me. Fall classes are coming up. A deep dive into the essence of self-love workshop. Two days in person with a workbook um, here in Seattle, energyintuitive.com. Um, I'm currently teaching the soul's journey and a dance with the chakras and the auric field. Those are online. And then we have psychic coaching and energy healing, which you've already taken, Raquel. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Um, those will start uh, January 22nd and 24th. And then, of course, as I already said, a spring workshop with Reiki. So energyintuitive.com. And now we can go to our next or last right. caller. Perfect. I don't know. No, we got to get that information out there. I yeah. agree. Uh, Katya from uh, Redmond. Hi, Katya. Hi, Marie. Um, you actually know me. I know you. I know. I still have that thing you gave me that you said you don't want anymore (laughs) in my garage. Um, when I got Charles and he was a puppy, Katia was so kind to bring me, um, like a little fence for kids that I used for Charles so that he, cause I had him just in the open space of the house. And you know, that's where we watched him all the yeah. time when when he wasn't running around the house and thank you so much you're just the sweetest kindest person thank you so well, much well your house is so beautiful i didn't want it to be destroyed like mine after <laughs> we had a puppy <laughs> good thinking well and you when you have an open concept home once you get a dog you go um or have little kids you're like maybe this wasn't the best idea because you can't corral them <laughs> nope you know like they have free reign over your entire house yeah it's kind of crazy well, you know my whole family, and you've seen all of them in private Aww, sessions. And you, you liked the family at the time, but things changed <laughs> drastically, unfortunately for Aww. me. Uh, there was a situation, and you sent me to see Alexa Robbins. I love Alexa. Ago. She's retired, unfortunately. Oh, retired. she did. Yes, yeah, so sad. I'm like. So I'm glad I'm talking to you then, because <laughs> a couple of years ago, she said, I see your husband connected with. Drugs, prostitution, gambling, the absolute worst things. And she would wow. have to be separated from the family for months to hopefully come around. And back then, I'm like, that's impossible. Yes, he drinks, but I love him. I'll help him. Wow. So right now, I'm in this spot. And I'm trying to divorce him. And I'm, I'm co- uncovering 
so much. There is mental illness. There is drugs. Wow. There's so much like financial wow. bad decisions behind my back. I'm trying to get the heck out with the least damage possible and to protect the kids. What and it's extremely hard. It's like he's no longer there. I personally think he could be just a walk-in at this point and like so yeah. heavily. His mind is so heavily damaged. What do you see? I'm trying to make a clean separation with least damage well, possible. Well, you well, first of all, you have to stop worrying about the damage because you have to take care of yourself and the kids. And so that means you need to you have to communicate this all to your lawyers. You have to because you need full custody of the children. You need to be able to have the most amount of resources out of the divorce because this person can't co-parent right now and may not be able to in the future. You don't know. So in in terms of ending this relationship and I'm so glad you went to see Alexa because she she's incredible she can see like four years down the pike and usually very clear it could even be more than four years and usually when she tells things to people they don't believe it they don't think it's going to happen it's because it's not their current reality um so so you are, you're going to have to be very strong extremely uh, direct with all the information because you need to have these kids on with you as a single parent and you need to have all as many resources as possible available to you. So you have to tell your lawyers. I did. Uh, but okay. do you see me? Do you see me fighting in court? I'm trying to do the agreement, the peaceful way, but well, I'm I don't not think sure. that, I think it's going to work out to your benefit because he doesn't have the money to go to trial, right? He doesn't trials expensive in our state. As you know, once you file for a divorce, you have one year, you have to mediate it or come to some agreement or go to mediation right before trial. He doesn't have the money for trial and he's actually an addict. So it's not going to look good for him at all. He might even end up going to jail if he goes to trial. So do you do you see him as an addict? It's not my imagination. Because I found some things and I just put some things together. Yeah, I I think you're accurate. You know, all I'm getting from him is like fear. Oh, he's scared. He has so (laughs) much fear. Yeah, I feel when I feel him. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're going to have a good outcome. I truly do. Well, I'm so glad I spoke with you because I remembered your story and how hard it was for you. It I'm was like, hard. Oh, no. It was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I have that. I had the best outcome possible uh, for me. And I have that same feeling for you. And you know what my guides had me do? Not think about it. I gave everything to my attorneys. They communicated with his lawyer, although he tried all the time to communicate with me. He actually stalked me for almost a year. Um, and he, and he recorded it too. Like he, he even gave it to his lawyer who gave it to my lawyer. That's how I found out. So, so what I'm trying to say is my lawyer said, be happy. Don't think about this. You've hired the right people. Mm -hmm. Everything's in alignment. Your job is to allow the positive energy to flow through so that you can have the result that you want. He may not be like a huge drug addict or any of those things, but he, um, he dabbles. He, he dabbles in things. He doesn't like to feel his emotions. He likes to hide them. He likes to cover them up. And, and that's not healthy, you know? Um, one last question. Again, it doesn't matter anymore. But I think there's a severe childhood trauma, potentially like abuse, like sexual abuse in his childhood. I don't know. He started servicing after a certain age that increased drinking and, right. you know, prompted drug use. Right. Well, we could say that about anyone who has addictions and there's trauma. I don't know if there's sexual abuse for him, actually. He doesn't want me to read his energy. So I'm being very mm, respectful of that. He, he doesn't want me in there, mm-hmm. you know, so I can still see things, but I'm just kind of staying off on the left field a little bit, you know, and respecting his desire to have some privacy. But we could say that about anyone who, you know, is has addictions. They have traumas. It's true. 
We're really, oh, go ahead. The kids are going to be great. Oh, good. Yay. Thank you, Raquel. Thank you for saying that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Katia. We're sending you gorgeous light. Have fun with your mother trees, everyone. (laughs) And thank you, Raquel. Where can people find you? InfiniteSucculent.com. And it's such an honor to be here. This is such a joy. Thank you, everyone. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye for now. 